Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing? I'm going to scoot this over because I can just see myself knocking that over. So... Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather here. Thank you for just loving us so so much and being so kind and so good to us and and just being faithful that we can depend on you and we can trust you even when everything around us doesn't look like it's trustworthy and it's shaken and we know our confidence isn't based on what we see or feel, but it's based on the truth of what you say. And so, Father, we just submit and surrender to you and to your will and to your grace and to your provision, and we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, just speak through me this morning in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Hey, great to be here. Hey, I want to welcome Pastor George from Nema Community Church. Welcome. We love Pastor George. All right, let's give him a hand. So, and we love Nima, and um, they're our family. So, he's stuck with us forever, <laughs> loving him, if he likes it or not. And so, I just want him to know that. For you guys out there, I know some people out there watching. Thank you for for letting us know. And if you're out there and you're watching this and it blesses you, please let us know. Or if you need our help or need anything. Let us know we're here for you. So um, anyway, I want to dive into the scriptures this morning and let's go straight straight to the word. Because I got about five minutes of preaching. <laughs> I was sitting back there preparing. I was like, I'm limping and I was like hurting and it hurts to stand up. It's like, anybody ever gotten hurt? Like I got my hip knocked out by a horse. And so so I always depend on myself, right? And so, like, I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. I'll just grit through it. And so I gritted through it for about a week. And then finally I was back in at the chiropractor's. And he goes, James? I was like, yeah. He goes, are you stupid? And I'm like, you're supposed to be my doc, man. You ain't supposed to call me stupid. What's that? I'm paying you to tell me I'm stupid? And he's like, no. He's like, this ain't ever going to get better if you keep pushing it. He's like, you need to go home. And so, so he grounded me for the week. And so I can't do anything till tomorrow, which I am doing something tomorrow if he says something or not. But, like, I hate that, right? Do you ever get where it's like, where, like, all my life I've been to a certain point in my life where I'm like, you know what, I'll make it happen, or I'll find a way. But there comes a time sometimes when you get to a certain age where, where your body don't cooperate. And so it's so bad, like, I went in to get shoes, and I had a kid helping me. And it was a week before, and, and um, the guy behind the counter, the manager, I, I shoe horses for him. So he's like, what are you limping for? And I was like, I hurt myself. And he's like, what, who's this guy? I was like, he's here to help me. He's like, good. He go, goes, kid, take care of that old man. <laughs> and so I've been called old more in the last two weeks than I have ever. And I'm not old. Look at this face. I mean, I'm sharp. So, so it humbles you. To a point where you realize that all of our life we put our hope and expect, expectations on certain things or certain ways. 
And the Holy Spirit spoke to me this week and he said, I'm moving you from a dependence on self to totally relying on me in every aspect of your life. And I was like, oh, great, right? But sometimes in the process uh, of letting go, like we've got to let go of those things that hold on to us and that, that, or that we're holding on to as security saying, you know something, this is what's going to save me. This is what I've done for 30 years and I'm going to do it till the day I drop and go to heaven or the rapture comes first, right? But one way or another, I'm going to do it, right? Am I the only one who has that stuff in my life? And so, so like I'm, yeah, he's like, I like you. That's awesome. He's like, that's, that's that dude, right? Yeah, so, so it comes to that point and we're, we're like, get in that helpless spot and we don't know what to do and we don't know how to act and we don't know how to make something work out. And then God just automatically says, you know something? Come to me, all who have it figured out. All who are strong. All who, right? No, he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. And he says, and I'll give you rest, right? What makes us weary and heavy laden is when we're trying to do everything in our own way and in our own strength. And it's impossible, right? Because you can only go as far as you can go. And when, like, like I've looked at this last week as a blessing. Because like, it's been a blessing to the fact that I'm learning in my life that I can depend on God. Right? I have to tell myself, like I've told myself all week, like who am I to, to think that the creator of the universe isn't big enough for me? Who am I to think that the one who hung the moon and the stars and gave his only son for me isn't going to provide for me, isn't going to protect me, isn't going to do what I need to do? Who would I be to think that? Because he's that big. And like, I ain't even going to allow myself to go. It is impossible for God not to do what his word says. Because in the Bible here, it says it's impossible for God to lie. So who am I? And so I've just determined in my life, you know something? Sometimes we determine it. Sometimes we ain't got a choice. Right? Sometimes we're dumped <laughs> off in a place where, where you're, it's like you're riding your horse out in the... In, in the um, 20,000 acres and you get dumped out on the back end and then you ain't got no choice but to walk back, right? Because your horse just went home without you, right? It's like sometimes you just ain't got a choice and you just got to go, um, go through it. But in the midst of it is a great blessing. In the midst of it's our journey. In the midst of it we find peace and we find hope and we get to build a relationship with our Creator. And He's saying, rely on me. Rely on who I am. He's like, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're surrounded. You're like, I ain't got no one. It's just me. It's like, good, because you got the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, if two or more agree as to touching anything, it might be done. No. It will be done. So, so we're... We're complete in Him, and we find our rest in Him, and we find our hope in Him. And so, I want to read here in Psalms, because it's really powerful. Some of the stuff God's been really putting on my heart, and so... Um, anybody ever like complaining? <laughs> like, everything hit, and it's like, oh, my hip hurts so bad, that doggone horse, or it's like, I'm just, you know, I'm learning... 
Complaining don't work, right? It doesn't help me in any way, shape, or form. And so if I want to complain, now I'm complaining to, to my father and saying, you know what, this is what's going on, but I'm not complaining. I let that out because if I don't, it turns into resentment or it turns into anger, and then I'm mad instead of being open to say, hey, God, how are you going to turn this around? What are you going to do in my life? What are you, how are you going to make this for me, right? Ever see a horse sulk? Man, we got, right, I used to have, uh, when I trained cutting horses, I had like 26 horses in training, and 14 of them were studs. If you know anything about mares, like you get after a mare, she'll, she'll go on with you, but three or four weeks later, or two years later, she's going to get you back, right? But these studs, they'd bow up and get mad, and they just lock up, man. Like they ain't going nowhere, and it doesn't matter what you did or what you want to do, you're stuck there, right? Some of us are like that, right? Some of us get bowed up. I can't believe that happened to me, and then we get stuck, and then we can't move past that spot. And when we can't move past that spot, then we're still stuck, and then we're mad we're stuck, right? And we can't move. And then we get mad because we're still stuck, right? It's feeding time. I'm missing my dinner, right? They never miss their dinner, by the way, for everybody out there, right? But you guys understand what I'm saying. We can allow God to say, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, right? He's, and so we can move in him. Actually, our feet are shod with peace, right? Because he said that we have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. But he goes down to our feet, and he said our feet are shod with what? The gospel, the good news of what? Peace. What is peace? Completeness. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That means everywhere a righteous man steps, he's stepping in peace and bringing completeness wherever he goes. That's pretty cool, right? So we can trust God in that. But it says here in Psalms 71, verse, um, I think it's 15. We'll go with 15 because it looks like that. My wife actually stole my reading glasses this morning. So it says, my mouth will tell of your righteousness. And you're, you know what? That's funny because like, she's like, my reading glasses broke. Do you need yours? No, I can see great now. Here, just take mine. <laughs> you can see how this is working out, right? My mouth will tell of your righteousness. Whose righteousness? Yours. His righteousness. Of your salvation. Whose salvation? Do you know what Yeshua means in Hebrew? It means God's salvation. Right? If you need a clue to something, God's like, hey, here's a clue. I'm sending my salvation and I'm naming him God's salvation. Yay, figure it out. Right? We should see that, right? And he's saying, my mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long. Though, Now, does that mean just from daylight? I mean, is that just a day? Never mind. I'm just messing with you guys. Though I know not its measure. Oh, wait a second. He's like, my mouth will tell of your righteousness and your salvation, but I don't even know the measure of it. Right? David said, if, I'm, if I made my bed in hell, you'd be there, man. If I made my bed in heaven, you'd be there. God's 
love and grace and righteousness and salvation is bigger than you think. It's bigger than you can imagine. He said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, right? So he's like, my righteousness and my salvation is so much bigger and so much greater than anything that you're seeing out there, anything that you're feeling, anything that's going on. You think that you're just saved this little bit because you keep messing up. You like say bad words when you slam your thumb or you do this and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to hell or I'm going to miss the rapture. Thank God that didn't happen now, right? (laughs) And you get so caught up in that, but you forget the finished work of Jesus and how big it is. When we get to heaven and we really get a glimpse of what really Jesus done, it's going to blow our mind. But why wait till we get there to live in his grace? And why wait till we get there to live in his peace? And why wait till we get there to realize that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? That God says that we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus, seated with him. That's our seed of authority, right? Jesus is alive and well, and he's on this earth living through you. And that's good news, right? Everybody's waiting for the rapture when, like, like we're in this period of time where the rapture, and they're like, it's the second coming. The rapture is not the second coming. It's when Jesus is going to pop up in the air, and everybody's going to go, boom. Like, like you ain't even going to know what's happened, right? You're just going to be like, it's gone, right? Then there will be a seven-year, it depends if you're pre or post or pan. Or I just call it pan because I think it's all going to pan out. But <laughs> at the end of it, you got the thousand-year millennial reign, right? That's the second coming when Jesus sets his foot down and, and rules and reigns for a thousand years. But right now, we're the kingdom. Right now, he said, it's good that I go to the Father because greater work shall you do. Who? You. He's like, it's good. I'm sending the helper. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit, great. What did he do? All he did was hover over the earth in creation. I mean, that's all he did, right? No, it's not all he did. He's been there through all generations, right? We have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we ignore how big God is and, and what he does. But the Bible says that that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he says this, he says, and it will make alive our mortal bodies. That's really good news, right? Because it's a life. It's how God's working in our lives in and through us. In him, we live and move and have our being. And that's pretty cool, right? So he's our life. So he's saying... Though I know not its measure. And you can't measure his grace. You can't measure his goodness. God is like, like, I want you to rely on my goodness and kindness. Right? He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you some of the days of your life. When you're good. When you don't make a mistake. When you never mess up. No. He says, surely I don't know who Shirley is, but I'll take goodness. and Maybe Laverne and Shirley, did you ever see that? We're going to do it. Right? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of our lives. Remember in Deuteronomy 28 where he says, And these blessings will overtake 
you. What does that mean? We're not chasing the blessings. We're walking with God, and these blessings are coming. It's like, like do you ever see, like, like um, Secretariat in one of the races? Like, he's way behind, but the horse up front's coming. But here he comes, and he's coming from behind hard, and he overtakes him and passes him, right? But our blessings aren't going to overtake us. They're going to tackle us, man. And, and with his love and with his peace and with his promises, right? Because his promises are yes and amen, right? We've been talking about that in, um, about his precious, great and precious promises. And so it's important for us to understand that and that, and that it comes through that covenant that we have with God through the blood of Jesus, which is our shield, our protection, and our exceeding great reward, which is really good news, right? So we don't know the measure, but then he says this, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. You're like, he ain't done nothing for me. Are you breathing this morning? Man, there's been times where that's all I thought I had. And I'll guarantee you, when I was in those spots, that was more than enough. Way more than enough. I will proclaim his mighty act, your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. You got it. You getting a clear a clue here? Because he says, Your righteousness, your salvation, your mighty acts. Does it say anything about your righteousness? My righteousness? My salvation? What are we putting? What are we leaning on? What are we trusting on? He says, I will proclaim your righteousness and your righteousness alone. Now, mind you, I'm reading from Psalms, not Matthew. Right? Think about that for a minute. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. If you know him, guess what? He sent his son for you, ten, two, not 10,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, right? To die for you and cut a covenant. That's a marvelous deed. Man, God, look what you've done for me. You, you gave your son, your only son whom you love, and now I can have your peace and I can have your hope and I have all your promises. And sometimes we, we get to look at those promises and say, God, I don't see it and I don't feel it, but I know you said it, so I'm going to bank on it. And then we just keep moving. Good news, right? Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God. That's pretty pretty cool. And what he's really saying, man, your righteousness opens the door for you so you can go to heaven, right? What does it say in Hebrews? It says this, Therefore, brethren, since we have a confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new living way prepared for us through the curtain that is the body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith. What's he saying? 
Listen to this again. Therefore, brother, since we have confidence, why do we have confidence to enter into the, to the presence of God, enter in and talk to God? Why can we have confidence for that? Because we are righteous because of His work, not because of your work. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're fighting, at, fighting with, no matter who you're fighting with, your righteousness does not come from what you do. It comes from what He done. And that gives you full confidence to go to the Father. It says this. There, let me read it one more time. We read these scriptures and we get in a hurry and then it's, then it's just like we're just spitting through it rather than chewing the cud. Like, like the cow. And you watch the cow chewing their cud and then swallow it, spit it back out. We're going to do some swallowing and spitting. Okay? <laughs> Because if we can get this, it will change our lives, right? We won't be like going along and getting along and just trying to fight. We will be living from the inside out like you were talking about and with a relationship and a surety and a confidence that we know that we can go to the Father. It says, therefore, and if it's in the Bible and it says, therefore, what do we always ask? What's it? Therefore. Right? Brother, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by our works, by fasting, by what? By the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. Now listen to this. Open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God. Now this just Matt, this is just one thing I always ask myself, because like sometimes like I used to like every time I'd mess up I'd have to repent because I thought thought, you know what, I'm going to hell or or this ain't gonna work or I'm just rotten, and I beat myself up, and you know what? I had no knowledge of the scriptures or of the power of God, right? It's important for us to know what the scriptures say and know who we are, but it's also important for us to know that it's the power of God himself that set us through, through a sacrifice that was the covenant, so that now we can walk in his righteousness so now we can walk in his peace now we can walk in his provision god himself did it just like we've been talking about abram when he cut the 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 um, sacrifices and god says abram you ain't even walking through this he's like put him to sleep and god himself made the covenant because if we are trying to keep the covenant we're in trouble so God did it again with Jesus, and he sent his son, his only son, the one whom he loved. And he says, you know what? He's going to make the covenant. That way the covenant's not based on what you do. It's going to be based on what I do. And that's when we can have true rest. Now, we live that out as a relationship with him, right? We're saying yes to God, right? When we say yes to God, we're saying no to everyone else. Like when I got married, I said yes to my wife and no to everything else. Everyone else, right? So, he's saying this here. By a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his 
body. Now here's some really cool stuff, and I'm probably going to run out of time if I keep going this deep, but you know what? I'm going to run out of time because I feel really strong about this. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, right? The Bible says that the curtain in the temple was ripped from top to bottom. Do you know why? Because that curtain was not a barrier anymore for us to the presence of God. God, Jesus' sacrifice meant something. It wasn't just something he did so we can celebrate Easter. Like, oh, it'd be cool if we could have Easter and they can come and they cry over me a little bit. And then also they could have little white rabbits with eggs and Easter egg hunts and all this stuff, you know. Let's, let's do this for that. Like, I'm sure that was the whole plan, right? No, not at all. The whole plan was whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It was for freedom that he set us free. The cross mattered. The cross made a difference. The cross gave us access to Jesus, to to the Father himself, to walk in boldly with confidence and say, Hey, Father, I'm here. Maybe walk in and say, Hey, I don't want nothing. I just want you. And I thank you that you're providing everything anyway. Or maybe you need some. Go to him. Boldly, hey, Daddy. He says, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more does your Heavenly Father give you good gifts? Pretty powerful when we think about it. Did the cross matter? Did what Jesus do matter? I think it's time for us to, as believers, to get a little bit of grit to us, man. Cowboys call it swag, man. You can't walk around like I. I had the. I was one of my mentors as a five-time world champion, four-time internet um, reserve world champion, cutting horse trainer, and man, that whole family walks around. You know they're champions. Why? Because they know who they are. Do you know who you are? Better than that, do you know whose you are? Because I think if we ever fully grasp it. We're going to change this world. I don't care how dark it looks. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how you feel. Christ in you is the hope of glory. He says this, By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God. So there was a priesthood that was changed too. Remember when Jesus went in and, and he, um, he was in court and then the high priest ripped his garment? That's a no-no, right? The high priest was not to rip his garment. When he did, he was basically given his priesthood over to the one and only priest. Do you hear what I'm saying? And that's hard for me to say because actually that's my family line, right? But that's the truth. But now I have a new family line that goes through Yeshua. But God's covenant. Now, don't let me. I'm not a replacement theory guy. That promise and that calling he has on on the priest and and on Israel is still today. Right? So don't take me as saying that. What I'm saying is Jesus become our great high priest. You guys hear what I'm talking about? So... 
I don't care if people write me letters. I like good letters. If you write me bad letters, if you don't like what I'm saying, write me a bad letter. I don't care. Right? I do care. <laughs> but I'm going to preach the truth anyway, right? So what, what he's saying is, he became our high priest. He's a great high priest. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the priest of priests. Right? He said he makes us a royal priesthood, a, ro- a holy nation. And then it says, let us. Who's us? Who's us? It's us. It's you and it's me. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Whoa, now he's talking about something different. What causes us not to want to go to the Father? It's our conscience. Man, I messed up, so now I, I need help with this, but I really blew it, so I don't know that God's going to help me in this. Am I the only one that's ever done it? Yes, no one else is there, right? And it affects our conscience. You're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything, right? He's saying, you know what? When you know that your heart is sprinkled by the blood, you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you know who you are in Him, you know that it's not yours, right? It was a free gift. And it's okay to get, have, for God to give you gifts. God's given me a lot, of, a lot of gifts, right? And people might get mad. Hey, why do you got that horse? Or why do you got this? Or why? And God gave it to me, right? And I was like, you know what? You can get mad at me, but God gave it to me. And I can tell you even better than that, everything I have, God gave me. And everything I'm ever going to have, God gave me. So I'll take it. I'll drop my pride and say, yeah. I had nothing to do with it. It was God's grace and God's goodness and God's provision. You say, well, you work for that. No, God gave me the means and the body and the ability to work for that. It all comes from him anyway. That's free, right? But anyway, having cleansed us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. He's talking about when you're hearing the word, you know what he's doing? You're, you're getting washed. With the water of the word, you're getting clean. You're getting. We walk on this dirt, like you know, back in the Bible days, you walk in the dirt, you get dirty, right? Feet. So they'd have to wash their feet. They'd wash each other's feet, right? That's what we're doing when we share God's word. When we love somebody, when when we're bringing that, we're washing them with the word of God and washing this gook around us off, right? Some of us have like athlete's foot and. Gross, man. We need to clip our toenails and really nasty, right? Wouldn't be me, by the way. Might be me, actually. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we pro- we profess, for He who promised is faithful. Who's faithful? He is. 
when we're faithless, He's still faithful. You know why? Because He can't deny Himself. And you can trust Him. Maybe you're out there and you don't know Yeshua. You've never met Jesus. It's really easy. It'll change your life. It'll mess you up because all you're going to get out of it is peace and hope and love and joy. You might have some hard times too, but you'll have something you've never had to lean on. All you got to do is say, I believe in you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, wash me clean, and I receive you. If you said that prayer, let us know. Or if you need prayer, let us know too. So Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for being here with us and loving us and being so good to us. And for your kindness and your grace and your mercy, just let it overflow on each of us. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.